Ah, welcome to Caching in the Northwest, the only podcast from the birthplace of geocaching in the great Pacific Northwest. Each week, we'll talk about caches and cachers from here and around the globe. So while you're busy calculating how many Band-Aids it's going to take to cover that scraped knee, we'll be caching in the Northwest. That's right. And that means, well, that means it's time to bring in our methodical monkey. Some say he can't go tubing without YouTubing. And others say he's crushed more geocaching dreams than Godzilla has crushed buildings. All we know is he's called the land monkey. Here I am to crush your dreams. (laughs) What a great way to enter into a podcast. (laughs) Hey, everybody, how's your day going? Let me crush your dreams. (laughs) No, you've crushed the geocaching dreams. Geocaching dreams. Okay. I'm sure that's somehow completely different. Got it. All right. Hey, uh, good to be back here with you guys. Uh, so glad Witsend is back. I know it was it was a tight uh, tight time for you to get back here. Been home all of about 10 minutes, so let's see where we are. Let's just roll with it. So right. let's do the podcast. Hey, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Good to see you, buddy. How you doing? I'm okay. You need a few minutes to breathe? Oh, breathing is overrated. Did you get a beverage? Uh, I've got some water and I had my, uh, I finished off my glass of airborne cause I'm still fighting off illness, but, um, no, you, you know. know how to party. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Way to live here. All right. Chris of the Northwest. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm okay. I should have had a glass of airborne, but, uh, I'm finishing off my caffeinated beverage there you and go. I have my glass of water ready to go. I'll do my best not to hack up a long live on the podcast and we'll be set. Awesome. I'll try not to go to sleep. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, Captain beverage. You should be set. That's what I'm hoping. Okay. Well, well, Chris uh, of the Northwest. Land is Monkey, not. how are you? How am I? I'm doing awesome. I'm dream I'm, crusher. I'm, you. I'm, I'm here to crush your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, yeah. Had a great day. Great evening. Great week. Just feeling great. I'm, I'm here to carry the podcast. <laughs> Good. That <laughs> somebody is. Good night, all. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're signing off it's all land monkey bye yeah hey whoa whoa whoa, whoa no <laughs> awesome no uh great to be here great to be here with my friends i think this is you know i look forward all week to thursday night hanging out with you guys and hanging out with our friends in the chat um it's uh it's a lot of fun but you know uh, i also want to throw out a quick reminder that we appreciate the support of our patrons who help to keep the podcast coming each and every week you want to know more about supporting this show uh, helping to keep Chris awake and Jim healthy, then uh, click that Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website. That's right. And hey, we want to remind patrons and everybody else that Geocaching HQ has crafted GeoTours. There's a new promotion out to pack your bags and take off on a wicked treasure hunt around the world. Geocaching HQ and Air Transat are sending you on a wild scavenger hunt. And there's some debate I asked last week if this was Amsterdam, Florida, or Amsterdam, Florida, and Richmond, BC. In any case, wherever those destinations are, there are geotours that you can navigate, a series of geocaches, cleverly hidden containers, as you would expect geocaches to be. And you can find air transat trackable stars in one geocache per geotour. All the instructions, they are find it, brag about it, and then hide it into the geocache. Sounds like fun. enough. Yeah, I think you need that. to brag about it more. Yeah, move that trackable along and, you know, have to find, find out how far the star will travel. 
You I, can follow what? Land Monkey GC, BCGA, Metro Van Geocachers, and find all, all about those special star trackables. There you go. For sure. Yep. Uh, follow any of those three uh, Twitter or Facebook accounts, and uh, all three of them are posting all the deets about what you need to do if you're in the Northwest and you want to get up to the Richmond Geo Tour. If you haven't done the Richmond Geo Tour, it is definitely worth coming up and checking out. It's a really well done Geo Tour. And now you have the bonus of in one of those caches, uh, you will get a yeah. special Air Transat trackable. We all like now, bonuses. Have have any of them been found yet or are they not quite out? Um, they're out. Okay. So I'm assuming some have been found. I haven't seen anything posted on the social medias. But Good job. Uh, good job. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Hey, nice. speaking of trackables, speaking of trackables, yeah, another little piece of personal news. Um, for those who've heard me whinging about it in the past or seen me whinging about it on social medias, um, my... My Earth Cash 101 trackable coin arrived. Oh, look at that. It's pretty. Yeah. So um, that is from uh, in Cincinnati. They had the Earth Caching 101 Geo Tour. And I completed it when I was there for uh, Gigastock, as uh, Gary calls it, and earned the earned the right to order the trackable. <laughs> um, and it arrived last week. So I. I'm very pleased to have that in my hands now. One thing I am going to tell you, uh, and, and we'll tell you why a little bit later in our news section here, but I'm not going to activate it quite yet. I was going to give you that tip of don't activate <laughs> it just yet, but you already knew that. Oh, yeah, I knew that. But we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, before we do, though, I also want to, uh, you know, we, we talked about our patrons right off the start of the show. Hey, I want to let you guys know if you are a patron of the show or if you're considering being a patron of the show, we recorded a special um, audio recording i guess audio video recording we did a we did just like we do here so it's a youtube a special uh, episode just special for episode i posted yeah. both the video link and the audio download so you whichever one you prefer so patrons if you haven't gone to check that out go to the caching what patreon.com caching in the northwest mm -hmm. and caching uh, in w and go check out your you know your patron reward of uh, a special episode just for you guys and Wit's End, I think you've also contributed something for the patrons. Oh, a little thing I put together. We tried to put some wallpapers for your computer, smartphone, tablet, mobile device, what have you. It's something we thought we put together. So you have something to, to remember us each and every day of the month. There you go. So patrons, as always, there's always something new for you guys. Remember to Always go on there and uh, check out the Patreon site every once in a while, see what else has come up. And uh, again, reminder, if you'd like to get in on some of that stuff, easy to sign up, uh, you know, for the cost of a coffee once a month, you can help support our show. That's right. All right. And it doesn't have to be a fancy coffee. <laughs> it can be a McDonald's coffee. There you go. You're still helping out the show. You know, I have you been to Starbucks lately? You can yeah. order an $8 cup of coffee. Yes. Those are the ones you order when you have uh, enough rewards to yes, redeem for a free coffee. Exactly. <laughs> I've asked the barista for that. Yeah. I've got a reward. Help me plan an expensive drink and actually <laughs> enjoy that. <laughs> what you got? Yeah. Get, yeah. Whatever you have, give me one of everything back there. Exactly. Help me run the bill out this. Okay. We can do that. <laughs> have they really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Kind of fun. 
That, is, that would be fun. I'm going to have to try that next well, time. I think it brightens their day as well. Yeah. Rather than taking an order, they get to help craft the order. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What extras can I mix into this drink to make it expensive? <laughs> well, we could do this. So, okay, let's do that. Do you have any gold flakes? <laughs> oh, gold schlager. Oh, never mind. Mm. Hey, Land Monkey came across a great video I want to make sure you guys know about. The uh, geocaching YouTube blogger Geo Elmo contracted or contacted the GIF film creators and many of the GIF event hosts or GIF, I should say, sorry. I was going to correct you there. The GIF film creators and the GIF event hosts and put together a great compilation video you should watch. So check your show notes. In fact, I'm going to copy this right now into. Oh, should we do that or should we do it at the end of the show? I don't want to distract oh, people. Oh, you're right. No, you don't get it. You you have to That's wait. Right. You have to wait. Because yeah, people are going to click on it and then they're going to be off watching YouTube for the rest of the show. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be in the show notes and we'll put it into the uh, into the chat in the after show because nobody pays attention then anyway. Yeah. That after show thing. And speaking of waiting... You're going to have to wait till Sunday for the podcast of hope. But if you do, why the caching in the Northwest crew, your very own three hosts here are going to be the closeout to save the best for last. I think is how it worked out. I think so. Yeah. Geocache talks doing a podcast of hope. So their podcast will go, I believe it's eight hours, 12 hours. It's a long time. 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. 12 hours. Wow. This Sunday, that's the 2nd of December, 2018. For those of you that are listening to this at some point in the archives in the future, you missed it. But for those of you listening live, tune in Sunday, December 2nd, and that'll be 9 p.m. here Pacific, just about typical caching in the Northwest time slot. Yeah. For those of you in Texas, which is where Geocache Talk is hosted, that's going to be 11 p.m. And if you're on the East Coast, well, it'll already be Monday because it'll be after midnight. But Come join us anyway. It'll be fun. Yeah, how cool and, is that? I, I and it supports St. Jude, so that's a great cause. Exactly, and you know, I really admire uh, Gary for doing this. The his, this is the third year for the podcast of Hope. Okay. Yeah, but it's the third year. Okay. Yeah, last year we couldn't make it to make it on the podcast. We were uh, at PodCon and had terrible connection, <laughs> oh, but we were yeah. able to do a video. It took me most of the day to upload it. <laughs> and send that, yeah. that off to Gary. So, and I was on two years ago, and it, as I recall, I broke the podcast. <laughs> no, solo you saved the podcast. The podcast broke around you. Oh, okay. I was standing there amidst the rubble and <laughs> staggered forward. Is that how you remember it? So, so what we're saying is, <laughs> the only reason we've been asked back is because Jim had <laughs> Jim has held the banner high for Cashing in the North. Uh, you're looking for uh, solo podcasting. Um. I don't know. You've got some experience there. Yeah, I, I, uh, I can struggle through. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's great. Yeah, there's been a couple of times the podcast is broken and you've carried it on your own. So There you go. Well, hey, you know, speaking of things that aren't broken, but uh, speaking of special podcasts, don't forget to plan to join us, the Caching in the Northwest crew. We are going to be Caching in the North Northwest with a live studio audience. And it could be you. Uh, you can interact with us while we film a special episode of Caching in the Northwest at the Landshark Store over in Victoria. It's going to be Christmas in the Northwest. It's event GC7ZPBX. Um, what's Zulu, that? Bravo X-Ray. Thank you. My brain just went on that. Okay, thank you. 
Zulu Papa Bravo X-Ray. There you go. Uh, there's going to be prizes. There's going to be snacks. There's going to be beverages. There's going to be too much fun. No, I can't have too much fun. Uh, well, you're going to have to. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll try. Okay. We have I'll ramp it up. That's going to be Sunday, December 16th, uh, noon to 2 p.m. at the Landshark Store in Victoria. Come and join us. It's, it's free and it's fun and it's too much fun. Yeah, I'm looking it's forward to it. Free. It's too free. <laughs> it's just, it's overload. Can anything be too too free? Mm, too free, too fun, up until 2 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> We're heading for the true. ferry. Too true. Oh, all right. What else we got? Uh, new souvenirs. Ooh, I like new For sou- December, Geocaching HQ has got a new souvenir starting this coming Monday. That's after the podcast of Hope, by the way. Mm-hmm. Activate a travel bug or drop someone else's in a cache. You could earn points toward the you might be a trackable lover if souvenir. So that's starting Monday and going all the way through the end of December. That's starting December 3rd at noon UTC, UTC, which is like 4 a.m. here Pacific. So you might as well just, unless you're a super, super, super early bird, it starts Monday. Awesome. Uh, so in order to earn the souvenir, you need to gain a total of 80 points. I think every month has been 80 points. No, this month is 70. Oh, is it 70? I, I want to say it might've been 60 last month. So I think it's ramping up. They're, they're changing it up on us. Yeah. Okay. There you go. 80 points. So you can get five points by logging a found it. And okay. seven, uh, by logging a found it on a geocache with 10 or more favorite points. All right. You can attend an event. You can come to Christmas in the Northwest. And earn five of your points. Five. We're giving you for five points for free. You're yeah. welcome, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can activate a trackable. There it is right there. That's a pretty trackable. Even when it's not out of Go ahead and activate Land Monkey's trackable because I think we can see the code. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you can. couldn't. Nice try. <laughs> and you can drop off a trackable that you don't own. Did you catch that? A trackable you don't Sorry, own. I'm looking to see where the trackable code is now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have activated Land Monkey's paranoia. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, it's on the side. You definitely did not. <laughs> Thanks um, a lot, Chris. What were you hey, saying? no problem, Land Monkey. I'm happy to help. <laughs> help you become paranoid. Um, if you you if you drop trackables that you own into a cache, zero points. If you drop a trackable you do not own into a cache. Five points. Yeah, they're not going to let you get away with that. They got wise to that little one, did they? Yeah, I think so. But I think they're this whole is this whole theme is about trackables, so I think they're really pushing that. Um, I've still got I don't know eight dozen trackables from Geo Woodstock that I haven't yet activated, so this should be an easy one for me. There you go. Yeah, I've got some some of the same. I got a few from there, and like I said, I've got my new Earth Cash One One, so. Uh, but you know, the part of the game though is also to get out there. And I do have, I, I will confess, I have a small handful of trackables in my inventory that belong to other people that I need to move. They are going to move on uh on on that weekend of the event of the sixteenth. Oh, how very exciting. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm gonna get the opportunity to drop them into the brand new geo tour on Vancouver Island. Wait, what new geo tour on Vancouver Island? Yeah, I've been tweeting about that. It's uh, up in the Parksville area. Um, so yeah, check that out. Nice. Cool. No, no special star trackables for air transit, though. Um, no, you know, I it's just 
it's not convenient for me to to get out to Richmond. I might try and get out there this weekend, um, but I I'd have to double check and figure out which cache they're in again. I can't remember, but because uh, they're only in one of the caches of the Richmond Geo Tour, that was kind of part of the deal. Oh, um, I got a shout out to um, where is he? Is he in the chat? I thought I saw him in the chat. Um, to Mr. Geo Nav Pros, I think he's I think he's joined. Yeah, there he is. He's 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 watching tonight. A shout out to Mr. GeoNavPros who actually did provide the cache container that the trackables are in for uh, the Richmond Geo Tour. So thank you. That was a very generous and kind thing he did to help the game and help the Richmond Geo Tour. So there you go. Um, yeah. So there you go. So that's the news. Lots of news tonight, eh? Lots of news. So much news from so many places. Mm-hmm. But one place we always want to hear from is you, wherever mm-hmm. that place you happen to be, because you are looking at the geocaching.com website all the time. And you know what you see there? You see logs and perhaps they're very well written logs, logs that are worthy to become glows or our geocaching log of the week. When you find one of those, we want to know about it because great logs simply make geocaching better. Send an email to feedback at cachingnw.com. You can call into 253-693-TFTC or use a voicemail tool on the website and show us how you glow. And this week's glow came all the way from the East Coast. It's an East Coast fan, Team G Winchester, who apparently is located in Virginia, about 30 minutes south of West Virginia Tim Caches, and about two hours west of Washington, D.C., you know, the other Washington. <laughs> he says, uh, met almost all of you at GeoWoodstock 2018, and you guys, while not my first podcast, have become my favorite. Aw. We're honored. Thank you. Says he loves the chemistry between the hosts, and it's fun listening to all the adventures from the Northwest. And, Land Monkey, credit to you. You've inspired him to work on his earth caches. Nice. So there you go. Congratulations to G Winchester. Yeah. Now the glow. Yeah. He wrote for GC2PJNC, Papa Juliet, November, Charlie says, I can't believe no one has ever thought of this. And so it reads after Shawnee lookout, I thought I would swing into Indiana and get a cache. Strike one map took me to a weird place. Strike two, the second strikeout. Well, I was going to give up, but then I saw this catch. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Oh, well, time to put on my big girl panties on and face down those snakes. Which Maybe I should pause here and say I've been saying he earlier, and perhaps this is a she since... Now I'm kind of hoping so. <laughs> referencing big girl panties here. So my apologies for assuming gender there. Okay. So she put on her big, big girl panties to face down those snakes. Well, I get to the cache. I open up the container. The snake strikes out at me. I use my ninja skills and get out of the way. Oh, and I am not ashamed to admit I had to change my big girl panties. (laughs) I thought by now someone would have gotten rid of this snake, but no. And just when I leave my snake wrangling gear at home. I said, I can handle this. I use my awesome snake charming and try to convince the snake to get back in its lair so I can sign the log. I had it in its lair, and then it saw something it did not like and tried to get out. Okay, another change of underwear needed. Finally, I had to had to break the rare shirtless snake charming dance. 
I had to study with a wise woman deep in the jungles of Africa to learn it. That put the snake to sleep, put him back into its lair, signed the log, and moved on to another cache. Hope there are no more snakes. <laughs> That's a great log. Oh my goodness. Thanks for sending in that glow. That was fun. Um, I got to point out for people who are listening to the show, if you're new to this show, you might not know that one of the things we do every week with the glow is the glow gets pasted into the show notes immediately before we start the show. And Witsand has not seen the glow. He cold reads them every week. So buddy, I just got to say once again, super impressed with your cold reading. Well, thank you. And then you my best. thrown off by some things that would just, I would get the giggles and I'd be done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get the giggles anyway. Yeah, I do. That's true. I see you over there out of the corner of my eyes. I just sit back and giggle while you're talking. Yeah, that's true. It's actually a goal of mine to make you giggle, but that's a whole different story. (laughs) Well, I'll see you in Victoria. Okay. (laughs) And giggle we will. That's right. Sure, we will. Too much giggling. That's right. Too much. Uh, All right. So, hey, what else do we have to talk about tonight? Well, tonight our main topic is actually what's in our packs. And I'm thinking from this glow, we need to carry a snake charming kit, Mm -hmm. three extra pair of underwear. Yeah. And maybe an extra shirt. Well, there was apparently a shirtless snake charming dance, so we don't need a shirt. You might need an extra shirt. Can I, can I just suggest to people at this point in time, you probably don't want to Google shirtless snake charming dance. I'm just going to leave that there. You know, I hadn't actually considered Googling it until you mentioned it. And now I kind of want to. (laughs) Can you wait till the show's done? I'm going to wait till the show's done. Okay. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And Dora Moore uh, uh, is the first to add something into the show here and says that perhaps we should all pack extra underwear in our packs. You know, never a bad idea. I do often pack extra socks in my bag just because wet feet are no fun. There you go. Extra socks are definitely a good suggestion. I think and non-cotton socks. GSMX two had that. Yeah. So, um, so we're gonna get we're gonna go through a lot of stuff. I've actually got my pack right here beside me, so I'm gonna once we get into it, start to um, be able to go through some of the key things that are in there. But I first want to shout out a special thanks to BC SAR and and Adventure Smart BC. If you don't know what BC SAR is, BC SAR is the um, parent organization that supports all the BC search and rescue uh, groups up here in British Columbia. They've been really helpful in, you know, first of all, getting in general, the message out about what to carry in your pack and, and the whole message about the three T's that you'll hear us talk about quite a lot. Um, but they were also really helpful this week in promoting this episode of the podcast and getting the message out that we're going to be talking about it. So thanks BC SAR and Adventure Smart BC. Thank you so much. Sounds good. So, uh, we were just talking in the chat there. Never wear cotton clothes when you go out. Mm. Because cotton is rotten. Okay. So. So we had some social media feedback. Do do we want to go through some of that? Yeah. So, three hams in a row. So, on a hike, uh, one of the many things I always carry is Advil. I start taking it before the hike begins. Mm. It's not a bad idea because you're going to uh, be using muscles and perhaps irritating joints that you don't normally use when you're just around the house or at work. So 
And Dora Morris's never forget to pack your safety weasel. Oh, yes. Don't forget to blow your weasel. Yes, there, there is a story behind that. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to know more about that story, make sure you contact uh, Dora Moore. There you go. Should it be a safety weasel or a safety otter? Perhaps mm. a safety ferret. A nice trained uh, ferret, I mean, is useful in many, many situations. Yes. But then you have to bathe them in oatmeal mm. in your bathtub. Oh, yeah, that, that's messy. And it, it makes the tub slippery. That's right. That's what I've learned this yes, week. Yes. Uh, uh, gas station tuna says, uh, I always pack a little wire hangery thing. It's gotten me out of a lot of jams. Hmm. Okay. That's awesome. I'm, I would imagine there's some various purposes you could have for something like that besides breaking into somebody's car. Well, you know, does that even work anymore? I guess it, I don't know. I haven't I, tried it. I can tell you that I have been on a geocaching outing with friends where we had to use a coat hanger to open a car with keys locked inside at the head of the trail. It happened. Recently? No. No, this several years ago. Yeah, see, so I, I'm... It's funny. One of the things I look at in car design is, you know, can you use a coat hanger and open this in any way? Uh, the so is that a plus or a minus for you when you're? I, I think it's a plus, but it would be a minus if you locked in there's, or locked out. There's no way to do it. But uh, there you go. All right. So, so you we... can use it to poke the power unlock button. <laughs> there you go. There you yeah. go. All right. It so doesn't always got... work though if, you're, if you have a convertible top down because it's hard to get. Never mind. <laughs> there might be another option then. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so thank you, Gas Station Tuna. That was an interesting one. Uh, also on Twitter, we had heard from Dora Moore. Um, and if you want to tweet Dora Moore, uh, tag her in a tweet to ask about the safety weasel, uh, it's at Dora Moore too. There you go. Anyways, so she had said, uh, I add hand warmers to her carry when she is cashing in the wintertime. And mm -hmm. I change up my regular water bottle for a thermos of hot water. Oh, good tip. Yeah. Mm. It is a good tip. Yeah. I like uh, the new and, aluminum uh, vacuum bottles. Yeah. Yeah. Those keep hot things hot and cold things cold, but yeah. not at the same time. I was going to say, I put chicken soup and a popsicle in mine together and it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't keep the hot things hot and the cold no. cold? No. <laughs> confused. Wow, you got ripped off. You didn't get one of the good ones. I do have hand warmers in my bag, though. So, yep, I, that's definitely one of the things I carry this time of year. Um, in fact, I, well, I'll jump into it a little bit right now. I uh, got my hands on an electronic hand warmer, and I thought this. Hmm, I I don't know if this is really going to work, and I was actually pretty surprised. It works quite well. So, uh, stay tuned to my YouTube channel for a product review. Um, a field tested episode about that in the near future. But uh, Keats94 also threw in there um, multi tool, mm -hmm. uh, knife, flares, bear spray, and a good headlamp. So that's a good selection of things to make sure you carry. Yeah. Well, a knife is good, but most multi tools have a decent knife in it. But having a, a what do I want to say, a survival type knife that mm. has, uh, multiple functions to it is really quite nice. Yep. Now cool. from adventure smart BC, uh, we hear that we rarely head out for an adventure expecting something will go wrong. And most times everything goes right. That is really well said. 
We rarely expect to go out and have things go wrong. Most time, everything goes right. Investing in trip safety can mean the difference between success and becoming a stack. Take the essentials plus the seasonal and sport-specific gear. So, there you go. Now, that adds into the 10 essentials. And uh, Brylang has added the link to the 10 essentials there in the chat. And we'll make sure that's also in the show notes, that the, uh, the link to the 10 essentials. But the 10 essentials are something you should have with you because you're never expecting anything to go wrong. But sometimes sure. it does. Yeah. Uh, reminder, Adventure Smart BC will be on the podcast January 24th. That'll be episode 287. Um, and, you know, a reminder that uh, the 10 essentials don't, absolutely, it's a great starting point, but, you know, don't limit yourself by, oh, okay, I've got these 10 things, I'm good. I mean, really, the, that's part of the whole concept of the, the three T's principle mm-hmm. of trip plan, training, and take the essentials because there may be more than 10 essentials depending on what you're doing. So yeah. um, understand what the essentials are for the adventure you've planned and bring those. Yeah, but because the is a really good starting point. Exactly. I mean, your your essentials are going to change from the season. You're probably not going to need as much insulation in the summer as you will in the winter. So clearly Adventure Smart doesn't know about banjo caching. <laughs> in the chat. I don't Thanks for that. There you go. So one of the 10 essentials is a first aid kit. We've talked about this several times. Have a good, well-stocked first aid kit. Um, you know, I have one that, that I picked up the, uh, the basic first aid kit off of Amazon, I believe clipped it onto my pack. And then, you know, after I went out a couple of times, I realized, you know what, I really don't know what's in here. And I've learned that since becoming a podcast host and talking with Dr. Alex. So I opened it up and I looked at it and I go, well, I got band-aids. Okay. Uh, so I've gone, I've gone to the dollar store and picked up some four by four pads and some other things, you know, and it's, uh, it's pretty convenient and inexpensive. And when you have them, boy, there's no, there's nothing better than knowing, Hey, I can take care of this. Yeah. So. Yeah. The only thing better is bringing Dr. Alex on the hike <laughs> with you, which we have done. We have done that. Yes. Yeah. And he's really good at going through three or four of the first aid kits and finding exactly what he needs to make things work. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I've got my backpack right here. Um, so I can, I, I'm going to just stand up for a moment so people can see sort of what it is. And then I'll, I'll, if you guys don't mind, I can start going through the pockets and just talk about the, the, the key carry things I have on mm-hmm. me every hike. Is that all right? Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Go all for right. it. One moment, please. See if I can do this without pulling my headphones off. All right. Turn around. All right. So, rattle, rattle, rattle. Your backpack right. looks suspiciously like a vest. Yeah. Did I call it a backpack? I'm sorry. Yes, my vest. Um. So, uh, here we go. I got, I got yeah. my vest on. Good thing um, you didn't stand up too tall because, as it's mentioned, Bryling says podcasters don't wear pants. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so we talked about them, hand warmers. I got a pair 
actually that's four technically because i carry a couple for mrs monkey too in case needed but you know you get those um the chemical hand warmers here uh they say they provide eight hours of heat um yeah i don't know maybe yeah it's four to six really um but they work well enough uh so and and they're small right and they're light yeah and And you can get a big box of them at costco and you get a big box of them at Costco, which sure. I have in my maybe, closet. Maybe I should bring a big box from Costco to the uh, to the event on the fifteenth or sixteenth. Mm. You, you or I, I'm sure one of us can do that. Yeah. Um, another thing that uh, actually I've been inspired by some of my co-caching uh, hikers to try and remember to do. I don't always remember to do it, but uh, I looked in my pack and today I actually did have some. Is a baggie with some paper in it. Um, carry a couple of those, just you know, emergency replacement logs if you're uh doing a cache and it needs a little bit of a little bit of love um or emergency notes if you get lost uh well you know uh for emergency notes and and earth caching notes i have a miniature right in the rain notebook um in my pack that that i won in a contest recently yay yay you. Uh, yay me but uh clipped right onto the front of my vest i gotta point out is uh, on on a clip so that it comes off nice and easy and quick Oh, weasel. My, my emergency weasel. So uh, it is a Fox 40, which I would highly recommend is the most cost-effective and powerful emergency weasel that you can get your hands on. Um, this is how good it sounds. So there you go. I'm if sorry, you had... I couldn't quite hear that. Could you do it again? <laughs> there you go. Neighborhood dogs are running to the Nunwicky's house now. So uh, these suckers are <clears throat> awesome. Um, I would suggest if you can, with your whistle, either put it on like a chain. I used to have it on a chain, um, but the chain broke. So, um, and not, you know, obviously like a light chain like you put on trackables. Um, but what I've done is I've just got a simple, cheap little uh, lanyard that I picked up as carabiner. swag. Or a carabiner, sorry, that I picked up as swag in a cache at one point in time. And I just put the, the safety weasel on there. Um, and if you're listening to the audio podcast, it is a whistle I'm being sure. Um You say weasel? <laughs> and so that just clips onto the d-ring on the front of my vest um, along with my gpsr that also clips on the d-ring and because i'm an earth caching fanatic i also have a little device that has a magnifying glass and a thermometer on it because the number of times i have gone to an earth cache that says measure the temperature of this i'm like i don't have a thermometer yeah now i do so um, that's not one of the 10 essentials that's one of the 10 niceties for it's, earth caches. it's an earth caching essential yeah. Yeah. you put uh, it under your tongue yeah <laughs> uh, no it's no. not that kind okay. it's not that kind no it's the other kind um which all have been personally tested <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm gonna do one more thing and then we'll, we'll we've got some notes that have dropped in from our uh our so chat many notes. and we'll so we'll jump to those after i do one more thing and one more thing is my first aid kit so i have a first aid kit and after having Dr. Alex on the show, I also went through my first aid kit and I changed up some of the stuff that came in it. And I went onto Amazon, dot, well, dot .ca for me, but Amazon. And I ordered a two pairs of first aid scissors, like the heavy duty proper first aid scissors. Mm-hmm, yeah. I've got a pair that's in my kit now. And my second pair is in my first aid kit that's in my car. Um, the other thing I do, if you can, if you're watching the video, you'll see, if you're not watching the video and you're listening to the audio, you won't see, um, I put my first aid kit in a Ziploc bag because 
when you're hiking in the Northwest or, you know, a lot of different places, you can get in the rain. And if your first aid kit gets soaked, a lot of the stuff in there is going to get wrecked. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So that's, that's what I do with my first aid kit. Thank you very much, Dr. Alex, for all the tips on that. I mean, so much of this is, is common sense, but reinforced by Dr. Alex. And when you hear it from Dr. Alex, you go, of course I should be doing that. Yeah. Why haven't I? So jump into guys, jump into some of the things there from the chat. Brightline uh, says on his last hike, he had a light, a whistle, a lighter, gloves, toque, raincoat, pocket knife, thermal tarp, courtesy of Caching the Northwest, two liters of water, lunch and snacks, first aid kit, GPS, and a phone. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Huh? But you know but, what? But this is the thing. It sounds like a lot of stuff, but it actually packs down. It does. Yeah. I, I joke, but yes. Um, Keats 94 threw in, um, synthetic or Merino base layers. Uh, absolutely. Um, maybe a general spare change of clothes. If you feel like the hike is going to be extreme or long enough. So that's some more great advice. And yeah. if I'm on the hike, it's extreme and probably <laughs> will be long enough that I will need a pair of clothes because I've somehow managed to slide down the hill in mud or fall into the river or something like that. Even just on the way home from the airport. Yeah. You never know. It happens. Carry a towel. Uh, MC three cats says carry. I carry a small roll of duct tape, which is the handyman's secret weapon mm. comes in handy for cash repair, but couldn't come in handy in other situations. Now wits end. You've taught me something in your everyday carry mm. that how do you carry duct tape? I like the way you waited till his mouth was full of beverage. Yeah. I, I was a waiter at one time. I know the timing. Either that or a dentist. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I've been there myself. That's right. I've carried gaff tape, duct tape around a credit card. I've carried it around a keychain. I have a, a keychain that had, had got a long cylinder on it. Just wrap it around there. You don't have to carry the entire 150-foot roll that you buy at Home Depot. You can just carry enough to... Do a little cash repair, do a little whatever. It comes in handy for a lot of things. You know, the old rule is if it uh if it sticks and it shouldn't, WD forty. If it doesn't stick and it should, duct tape. <laughs> it solves most of the world's problems. Yeah, life I, advice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't need the hundred and fifty foot roll of duct tape, but if you have three feet of it wrapped around something yeah. that's on your pack, you yeah. never know when that's gonna come in handy. So yeah, yeah if you have to you know, if that bandage that's on your arm keeps coming off because it's wet or raining or something, wrap it with duct tape. Yeah. yeah. Just Dorm, to keep home. Yeah. Yeah. Dormor says wrap it around your walking pole if you have it, uh, you know, a walk, you uh, hiking staff or something. You take a, take one of your gift cards that you're going to get for the holidays here. And after you've spent it and you can't put more money on it anyway, just wrap it with a couple of feet of duct tape and throw it in your bag. It's small and mostly flat and mm-hmm. take a lot of space. Uh, I haven't seen extra batteries. Extra batteries is something I always toss in my pack, yep. uh, mostly for the GPS, because the idea is if I'm out and my GPS dies, that I can change the batteries and get back home. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I carry uh, at least one, depending on the length of the hike, at least one set of charged, uh, rechargeable double A's. Um, something else, a little trick I have developed for myself, and you know, I'll share it with you folks if uh, helpful to you so obviously i keep them in a ziploc baggie so that they're protected 
But what I do is when the batteries are charged, I put them in, you know, the the positive point pointing one way and and negative pointing the other way um, orientation. So you know the two batteries um, oriented opposite directions in the bag, so that because that's the way normally they go in the electronics, right? Right. Um, and then once they're flat, I put them in with both the poles in the same direction, so that I know those are actually flat batteries. Uh, I've used them. Um, they need to get recharged. So I have a little system like that that I do that I just always remember. If they look like they're ready to go into the GPSR, ready to go. <laughs> then they're ready to go in the GPSR. So that's that's great advice. I also I think most of us do carry a, a cell phone charger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little USB battery. Yeah. Yeah. And, US. and batteries of any kind. Uh, is if you also carry, say, a couple of sticks of gum where you can get that foil wrap around there, you can use that to start a fire. So, hmm. there you go. FYI, so, something something to keep in mind. Um, we talked about flashlights. Uh, Brian Lang brought that up, and definitely it's one of the ten essentials. But it's something you can definitely be thinking about. And I think I think Keats mentioned it earlier as headlamp. Um, I always have a headlamp with me um thank you chris for getting well chris and jim for getting me hooked on mono price um <laughs> they have these awesome ten dollars for a hmm. usb charged headlamp that has pretty much all the features you're going to need in a headlamp um they're super light uh they don't take any you know, it's an internal battery in it with a little usb port on it um charges up fairly quickly overnight at their 10 bucks have a couple of them yeah. And you can charge them up in the car on the way to the camp, to the trailhead if yeah. you've forgotten. The, the, these are awesome. I love this thing. Uh, I use this every evening. Mrs. Monkey and I go up for a walk. Uh, we do a couple kilometer walk loop in the general neighborhood. And I have this on with the, uh, you know, the red uh, flashy light uh, so that motor vehicles can see me. Annoying uh, mode, we like to call that. Well, annoying mode actually is the the white flashy light like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope my camera still works. Yes. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Half of our audience just went into seizures. <laughs> um, and I actually, annoy mode has worked very successfully for me when motor vehicles are approaching intersections on rainy nights. So there you go. Um, one other thing before we jump back into some of the stuff from the chat, one other thing that I do carry on hikes, uh, I carry on my wrist. I don't carry it in my pack. I have a um, paracord bracelet, which are great to have because then, you know, if you have, if you need the paracord in an emergency, you have it. But this paracord bracelet also has a fire striker, a flint and steel oh, yeah. striker in the end. So, and I have tested it. It does actually start, you can actually start a fire with it. I've seen bracelets like that that have some like sizal twine woven through it. So you can pull it out and use it as tinder with your striker. So that's cool. I love that. I, I haven't seen this <clears> before. Nice. <throat> Uh, Keats 94 had something. Jim, did you want to grab that? He says, if you're really into safety, the Garmin InReach or a sat phone, and I might add ham radio, walkie-talkie, uh, can be great in serious backcountry scenarios. You can text somebody via satellite with the InReach, and somebody who has it contributed that I'm keeping it in my car all the time now, not just for the backcountry. I, I lost that comment, but which is true because you can run into problems even without being in the backcountry and be somewhere without good cell coverage. 
There you go. Uh, uh, I saw, that oh, was yeah. uh, GSM times two. Says I'm keeping my inReach Mini in my car at all times. There you go. That's a great idea. Yeah, those are. I've been thinking about uh, actually getting one of those. I I haven't gotten one of those satellite transponders, the inReach. Um, and uh, I've been doing a little bit of research. Actually, the most recent issue of um, Explore Magazine had uh, a review of the top five or six and the different uh, the different. You know, I know you can uh, turn those on month to month as you need them. Like, hey, you know what? In the spring, yes, I'm going to do a lot of hiking. Let's turn it on for a couple of months. And in the winter, I don't do as much backcountry hiking just because it's much more difficult. So I'll turn it off then. I won't pay for it then. So yeah. it doesn't have to be an ongoing expense if you're not planning to use it. I don't know if all of them work that way, that you can you can just do the subscription for short periods, but definitely a couple of them do. So it's something to be considering. And then there's different um, there's different uh, services you can get with a subscription. So do your research. If it's something you're, you're thinking about doing, definitely do your research. Um, Keats94 also threw in, uh, just make sure the batteries in your pocket don't create a circuit in your pocket. And that's why, Keats, I have mine in a plastic baggie and oriented the way that they're oriented because yeah. when they're charged uh, and they're in the baggie, I'm, I'm pretty safe. Pretty safe. Pretty. Uh, Iham says the headlamp is currently on sale at Monoprice for 25% off. Oh, you know what? Go buy a couple. That's I, right. They're great stocking stuffers. And <clears throat> this podcast is brought to you by Monoprice. <laughs> Monoprice, <laughs> the place for cheap headlamps. Exactly. Quality headlamps at good prices and Land Monkey approved. There you go. Um, but no, you know, honestly, I would say just go and buy one of these things. They're or a couple of them. They're fantastic. Buy one for every hiker in your family. Um, I've bought them before for events as gifts to give out at an event. Mm-hmm. You know, Ten bucks US. It's not bad. Exactly. And you know, twenty five percent off. That's seven fifty US. There you go. You did that math in your head, didn't you? I did. Now I can't tell you how much that is Canadian. I'm going to say I'm going to say 750 US is probably about 10 bucks Canadian. <laughs> uh, probably pretty close. Yeah. Well. There you go. And GSM X2 said both Spot and InReach do monthly subscriptions now. So there you right. go. Very very cool. Um. So yeah, what else? I think that's you know. I mean, there's there's obviously there's tots right, and so we've got. We've got pens and I've got a multi-tool. Yeah. Um, I, I do have an extendable magnet. Now I saw something really cool. Um, uh, our chat lackey, Bry Lang, had a really cool extendable magnet tool that he brought on our last hike. Um, I, don't, I don't know if he... Is it if, the extendable magnet with a light? It, it's with a light, but then it also had like some uh, flexible uh, end on it as well to to look around corners it was pretty awesome and i i think he said that geocaching.com is going to be selling them on their website so interesting the watch for yeah i just saw the uh extensible magnet with a light you know you right has a little led light oh that's genius because when you're getting down there you know before you're just you're just poking around in the dark this allows you to have surgical precision he posted the link in the chat for it so there you go very cool. Very cool. Um, uh, something else I carry because it's super, super light and it's a life straw. Yes. Now, um, can yeah, I cool. tell you something about the life straw? 
please do. Right now, it's on sale at Amazon, $11.99. Wow. $11.99, you have your own life straw. So guys, buy buy a headlamp and a life straw. Um, In fact, I'm going to tell you right now, the life straw actually weighs less than the headlamp. Uh, I'm doing science. Um, (laughs) And uh, the, the cool thing with the life straw is if you're ever in a bind and you need water, you can basically suck water out of a mud puddle with this thing mm-hmm. if you had to. Um, but, you know, if you're at a creek and you're worried about cryptosporosis or whatever, um, you just pop the bottom off, you pop the top off, you just start sucking and you pull in water and it is filtered on the go, dynamically yeah. filtered for you. They're great. Even if you're not into the backcountry, you can use it to drink hotel room tap water. Yes, and you, you may could. want to. Yeah. Or you know what? Take it on the airplane with you because I've heard you're never supposed to drink the tap water right. on an airplane. So it may be through that you might live long enough to make it to uh, the TSA on the other end. So there you go. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I may Rilling. be a little, uh, little dramatic there. Rilling said Not necessarily. It's, uh, it's at shop.geocaching.com. Uh, it's called Geocaching Flex Light Magnet Tool. So it's a light with a magnet in the base uh, and a flexible neck. Um, so that's pretty crazy. Uh, he also said he has an MSR trail shot for water treatment that he takes with him. Now, I, I just want to back up one more to that Geocaching Flex Light Magnet Tool. Yeah. It's $15, folks. That's so a pretty good price. You get a light, you get a magnet, and you get a flexible tool for $15. And it's got the geocaching.com logo on it. So that even makes it better. That's right. You, you know, this last couple of weeks, there's just been all kinds of advice for people for their Christmas and yeah. Hanukkah shopping. There you go. We're here to help, folks. Um, so I took my vest off. But one of the things we didn't talk about... You look about, much more comfortable now. <laughs> It's actually, you know what? It distributes the weight so evenly. And I even still have water in my reservoir for my last hike, which I should empty out. But that's the other thing we didn't talk about is carrying water with you. It, you definitely should make sure you have um, at least a couple of liters of water with you on your hike, as well as some food. Mm-hmm. Those are things we didn't get into, but part of your essentials. Um, you should also have a hat with you, an appropriate hat for whatever weather you're hiking in. Um, we talked about um, layers and rain protection, all those things. So yeah, it's all other stuff you should definitely be thinking about. And if you're hiking here in the Northwest without rain protection, you're just silly. <laughs> and if you're hiking in the Southwest without, a hat. without sun protection, yeah. Well, yeah. and sunscreen. And we talked about that in a previous podcast, didn't we? About sunscreen that it's not not just for the sunny climbs. It's yeah. you can be out on ice, uh, snow, uh, water. Um, any that, of the reflective surfaces there, that, you're going to want yeah. sunscreen because you're going to get uh, sun reflected coming up underneath you into, you know, so yeah. you're going to burn the the bottom of your nose and your chin where you're not used to, un- unless you're, you know, bearded. That's why podcasters have beards. And no pants. And there are <laughs> other things down there you don't want sunburn. Jeez. Knees. Exactly. We're talking about knees. Definitely okay. your knees. Oh, your ankles? Oh, it's terrible to wear have sunburned ankles and try to wear boots. That that would be very painful. All right. Moving along. So 
Um, I think we've covered a lot of the stuff from the chat. You guys in the chat have been awesome tonight. Thank you for all that participation. Thank you to the folks who sent us things ahead of the show. We really appreciate that. That really helps. So Three Hams, Gas Station, Tuna, Doramore 2, and Adventure Smart BC. You guys uh, helped make the podcast writing a lot easier by sending that stuff in ahead of time. And I think we're ready to start moving towards wrapping it up. What do you think, guys? I think so. So, folks, thanks again. Um, now if you enjoyed this show, we've got more coming next week. We are talking with Brian from HQ about the interesting business of geocaching a week after that on December 13th is a cashly update with Nick Hubbard. Who's right here from the Northwest folks. And on December 16th, wait a minute, that's not a Thursday. No, it's not. But we are having a live episode of caching in the Northwest from. Yes, come join us. That's episode 281.5. 0.5. Yeah. And then, why it's almost Christmas, episode 282 is on December 20th. How to create a geotour. Geotours are all the rage. You heard about some earlier. We're going to have Jen and Jeff from Geocaching HQ on to talk about how to create a geotour. And then, continuing the geotour theme. December 27th, this is the Olympic Geo Tour with Olympic Park Tourism, which I believe Land Monkey has some personal experience with. I do. I've completed the original and the the newer version of the Olympic Peninsula Geo Tour. Um, I love the Olympic Peninsula. I just I, I look forward to going back and doing more and more exploring. You could literally spend a month exploring the olympic peninsula people There's... live on the olympic peninsula spend their whole <laughs> life there you know what i can see why it's beautiful yeah. um yeah it's a great place to visit and, and obviously a really cool place to live well you know as we're wrapping things up and uh and encouraging people to come over and visit us in victoria i want to take a moment to thank land sharks they are our corporate denali level sponsor that's landsharks.ca the outdoor adventure and geocaching store Check them out online or go in person to visit their store in Victoria, BC. Open six days a week except holidays, and they're shipping online orders every day, especially this time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, in, the, yep. in the month of December, there's one week they're open seven days a week. Ooh, you know, the week great. that we're there, they're opening special on Sunday just for us. There you go. And we'll, not just for us, just for our fans. That's right. That's all you guys who come out to see us. Um, and the last note about that is it's quickly approaching last call for the Southern Caribbean geocaching adventure cruise, January 20th through 30th. So I think there is still the ability to get on that cruise. I saw somebody joined it just uh, last week. So, you know, if you're still been waffling about that, there you, go. you can still get in on that fun. And I'm betting you can probably leave the hand warmers at home on that one. I'm thinking you're probably going to be good. Yeah. Uh, you know, unless the air conditioning on the ship is too cold. Well, it could happen. Yeah. Then you just go outside. But yeah. anyways. <laughs> hey, we also want to thank our faithful Denali level supporters, and that's Bounce Bounce, Team Squirrel, Limax, and WorldCaching.com. Folks, if you want to know more about supporting the show, click that Patreon link over there on the cachingandw.com website. And if you do that and you sign up for the cost of just a coffee a month, a McDonald's coffee a month, and you become a supporter of our show. You will also have the delightful pleasure of having one of the three of us read your name at the end of every episode, just like this. 
Broncos fan for life, Sprouter Camp, Clown, Kev Mac D, Subway Mark, Dormore, Dune Buddy, Kid Vegas 19, Geo Nav, Pros, Wino, Seattle, Ackerdock, Billy Robson, Genies, and Teus, Keats 94, Trexer, Zero MC, Three Cats, and Kennel Barvin. Yes, I did sneak a breath in there in the middle. Uh, we'll forgive you, but maybe somebody out there won't and wants to chastise you on social media, email, or otherwise, how would they reach you? Well, uh, they reach me at, uh, wits end on Twitter and Facebook. Oh yeah. Okay. No, uh, it's land monkey GC on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. That's where you find me. And you know, if you want to check out our YouTube videos, uh, we have just posted the ninth episode of our season one Baltic adventure. So that's Land Monkey, L-A-N-M-O-N-K-E-Y on YouTube. And you can find us there and enjoy that. And episode 10, our final episode for season one is going to be uh, going to be coming out soon. I'm, I'm still working on it. Okay. What's end, my friend? My non-melodical <laughs> social media handle is just what's end. Typically found on Twitter and Facebook and over at geocaching.com. There's that messaging center that works well too. Or right here on Thursday night. Chris, how about you? Thursday night, right here. That's the only place to find me. Okay. Or you could go to Twitter, CachingNW, Facebook.com slash CachingNW. Find me on Instagram at Caching in the Northwest. All right. Well, for everybody else, we want to thank you, all of you, for taking the time to listen to this episode of Caching in the Northwest. You can be part of the show, you know. Give us a call, 253-693-TFTC. You can leave us a comment, ask us a question, send us a monoprice headlamp anytime, day or night. And of course, you can email us at feedback, cachingnw.com. Your support helps to keep quality shows coming. If you like the show, why don't you trot on over and click that Patreon link. It's on the cachingnw.com website. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, any of your favorite podcasting applications. This show right here, it's well, it's produced by Chris Humpenauer and Jay Kennedy and hosted by Chris J. and Jim Paulitz. And this show, well, it's licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license, copyright 2018 by Chris Humpenauer. Now hang out and chat with us. We have this thing. It's the after show. Yeah. That thing. That thing. Yeah. That's hey, the thing. Hey, folks, if you're new to Cashing in the Northwest, the after show is, well, kind of an add on. It's a time for us to chat with our live listeners. You know, if you have to go, we understand. It's okay. Would it, would it be something that happens after the show? The what? After show. That's pretty much how we came up with the name because it happens after the regular show. Okay. We're pretty creative around yeah. here. I'm going to tell you. If you want to contribute something to the after show, use the hashtag FATAS. You know what? You could do that during the week as you're sitting in your office. You're going, you know, I wonder what the boys on Cashing in the Northwest would think of this. Just send a tweet uh, using hashtag FATAS to us. We'll talk about it. You know what? I haven't I haven't looked at that hashtag for a little while. While we get going here, I am going to hashtag Fatas. I'm going to search hashtag Fatas. And right one now. of the first things we promised about the after show, the after show, oh, is that we would paste in that YouTube link. So, okay, folks, you can go watch YouTube now. So there's the link in the show notes to the uh, YouTube video about the gif. 
uh, I want to say contestants and uh, event host, the Gajif event host. There you go. This is lame. The only thing I can find in Twitter for hashtag Patas is Free Trade Alliance. That it's a big one there too, isn't it? It is. But you know what? Geocaching Patas stuff would be way more interesting. We should take over that hashtag and just push the Free Trade Alliance right on out. That's right. It's up to you guys. It's up to you listeners. So Keats94 says, day 421 of the streak. Wow, I was going to end nice. on a <clears throat> high note, <laughs> but the FTF lure was strong with Bowen Island today. Taking the Via train to Agassiz, the streak continues. Nice. So, yeah. And end on a high note, 420. Get it? Come on, guys. Boom, boom. Keats, well, well played. <laughs> I have a great glow from Keats about keeping that streak going. And uh, we'll have to play that one coming up. Or not play, read that one coming up. Cool. And folks, if you have glows, send them in. We need your glows. Because great logs make you... Oh, wait, I've already said that today. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. It's hey, true. and you know what? Uh, geocaching.com has agreed with us so much that they've... Con- They've now created upvoting so that there will be more glows. Yes, exactly. See, we've talked about it long enough that other people are listening and saying, oh, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Keats says, I'll send a glow in. Nice. Way to go, man. Now, if Keats will do it, will you do it too? Send your glow in, man. You're, for the price of a simple geocaching log a week, you can help. Great geocaching stories it's a thing it's true yeah, i was trying to do my best psa but i, <laughs> I wasn't prepared awesome all right uh let's see keats also says he wants to know about this vancouver uh island geotour will it be spread around the island will it be like gold country mm. uh, so which is a great question brian <clears throat> said no uh it's centered in the mount aerosmith unesco biosphere region which is a real mouthful uh simply put it's around parksville british columbia on Van- midway up vancouver island um less less than an hour from the nanaimo ferry and there are eight geocaches in the geo tour two multis six traditionals hmm. um the geo tour is gt8f now remember if you're using the official app you can actually uh, pull up geo tours right on the official app and i think most of the the other apps now have the ability to search for geo tours as well but uh it's called yeah it's called the amazing places geo tour um i've heard some great things uh rock chalk just finished it uh the first weekend it was out of course they did <laughs> um and uh and so I, you know i checked in with him about uh, about his experiences and i uh, got a few tips from him on uh the the correct order to do them. And, and, and basically what I picked up is if you pretty much do them south to north, you're going to be in good shape. And can you, uh, can you take the last train to Parksville? Yes. I'll see you in the morning. Okay. Uh, really Mount Aerosmith? Can be there by 4.30. That's right. Thank you for keeping that going. I appreciate that. Um, so sorry, what was that about Mount Aerosmith? Really Mount Aerosmith? Is, is that next to like Mount Journey? Yeah, well, the thing about Mount Aerosmith, there's really only only one method for climbing it. You do have to walk this way. 
All right. <laughs> How do you have to talk? This way. Mm. Okay. And I'm not I'm not telling you the next line. <laughs> I think it's da 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, there you go, Keats. Um, and thank you, Brian, for the answers. And yeah, I'm really excited about going and checking out the amazing places Geo Tour. Um, 25 favorite points for it so far. It's not even been out a week yet. So there you go. Uh, what else we got going on? Oh, I closed the chat by accident. Shoot. Well, it's done then. Yeah. Um, there's one more that, uh, Doramore wants to know, and I don't know if we should answer. What's that? She wants to know, uh, are the podcasters going to wear pants at the event in Victoria? Or should I wear a blindfold when I get there? Blindfolds will be provided for you because we cannot podcast in pants. It's too constraining. You know, I, I will guarantee there's going to be some surprises for <laughs> our regular listeners at that podcast. Uh, don't. So, d- wow. I'm going to make a guarantee there will be some surprises. I'm not going to say what those surprises are, but I will guarantee you will have fun if you come and join us at that event. We, uh, as too we much said, you're going to have too much fun and you're going to have to go and get counseling for having too much fun. But that's, you know, it's a risk I'm willing for you to take. I'm willing to put you at risk. That's right. I think we covered that right off the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> you live big guy. Yeah, too much fun. Uh, see, that's a risk I was willing for you to take. Wow. Okay. Uh, hey, folks, thanks for sticking with us tonight. And until next week, get out and get caching in the Northwest. <laughs>